Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Hell yeah. We, we're, we're so much booksmen, we won't even watch a movie if there's a book available. No. I'm reading a book uh, that I just learned is also a movie. <laughs> I finished it, Tom. Wow. It's called Junior. Yeah. Do you... Um, it was do you- a- do you keep track of uh, like how many books you read a year? Are you one of these people? No, um, and I'm kind of pissed because mm. like I also forget because you forgot that if you read a certain amount, Pizza Hut will give you a, a free personal pan pizza. Yeah, I, it, it hasn't. Man, that was such a good <laughs> program. Everybody won. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what Pizza Hut got out of it. I guess like my parents went. Yeah, and had to exactly. Buy themselves pizzas. All they did was give away, you know, a little shitty kids pie that probably cost them thirty cents to make. Meanwhile, the parents they come in, they're like, "Ooh, a salad bar! All you can eat." Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody that ever took advantage of the salad bar at Pizza Hut. Really, it was it was a decent salad bar. Yeah, but well, come on. You know the people personal paying pizza. I mean, you know people that took advantage of the salad bar at Wendy's, though, of course. Um, or was no, that a was a fixins bar, I believe. Yeah, and that was nice because yeah. that was for like your baked potato, I think. It it was you know what Tim they didn't limit it it was it was yeah. for whatever your heart desired if you wanted to order some chicken nuggets. And and put some uh, I don't know croutons on them. <laughs> sure, why not? Tom, do you think I could be a successful? Uh, do you think I could run a successful food YouTube channel, cooking YouTube channel? Uh, n- no. <laughs> I why mean, not? Well, I don't know if you couldn't. I don't. Th- I'm more thinking you won't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of, I, you know, but, you know, do you think I have it in me if if I, what, if, if I did? What would your if, angle be? Uh, I'd make food in my kitchen. <laughs> oh, okay. You haven't been in my kitchen, Tom. You don't know no. what it looks like. It's nice. I have a nice kitchen these yeah, days. Yeah, you shoo me out of it whenever I try and whenever hey, I try and get in what? there and take a take a little nibble of the pie you're cooking. Yeah, I know. I, I it's, it's the pie's not cooled yet. I'm always trying to stick my finger in it. And you're gonna spoil your dinner. Yeah, and then I'm always like, "Hey, you ever see that movie American Pie? You know what they did with the pies?" Tom, what I'm thinking is. I caused a legitimate national sensation when I introduced the, the Timbo. <laughs> right, of course. But why? Why don't I just make? Why don't you? Why don't you find other easy foods like a grilled cheese sandwich and add a couple of ingredients to Tom, it? Tom, you, you say this all the time. <laughs> you you've never successfully made a Timbo. Tim, I'm just saying it's a flash in the pan. It's all uh, uh, smoke and mirrors. Well, that's the thing. Everybody thinks it's a flash in the pan when somebody has one tremendous world-changing hit. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, you know, the best of them come back with a with a, an entire YouTube channel devoted to it. And, right. um, you know, that, uh, Tom, I got news for you. I'm just getting started. When people first heard... Ace of Base, the sign. They were like, "Well, this is this is fucking great. Don't get me wrong, but this surely is it." And then "Don't Turn Around" came out, and they were were like, like, "Oh, they can do it all." And they were like, "Yeah, but I'm still skeptical." And then uh, freaking "All That She Wants" comes out. (sighs) I think "All That She Wants" was maybe first, the first one. I think it was like they used to do a thing that I don't think they do anymore where they would like, when they're introducing a new pop act, (laughs) they'd lead with a single that is like their second or third. Yeah. Like a pace car kind of thing. Just get people warmed up to the idea. Yeah, People are like, Oh, I kind of like the sound of this. This is all right. This isn't offensive. And then they come and second single, they just freaking hit you in the face with the, with the, with the best one. I feel like they don't do that anymore. Yeah. And then when you hear, hear that first one again, you're like, this is the same band. Well, I guess they're on top. Mm -hmm. Based, based on all available evidence. They've got two hit singles on in the rotation right now. 
And the first song has to be good. Like Green Day, mm-hmm. the first single off Dookie was Longview, which mm-hmm. is a great song. And yeah. people were like, oh, I kind of like the, hey, this has a good groove. Yeah. And hey, then I bam, like this basket sound. case. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, oh, this changed the goddamn world. It's what right. this did. Yeah. I don't know what they do. I mean, music's all, music's different nowadays. Am yeah. I right? Music is confusing and scary, and I don't like it. <laughs> you know what? Like, I recently looked at, um, like, you know, I mean, of course, that's the like uh, the the old trope that uh, you know we don't know anything about music. But I recently looked at the Billboard uh, like top twenty, <laughs> and I literally recognize I think two names on the Billboard top twenty. And like, not even like, oh yeah, I know them well. It was like, oh, I'm like, I've heard that name before. I may be aware of a song of theirs, but I don't know what it's called. And maybe I don't even know. No, in those cases, I knew who it was. But, you know, the other 18 names, it was like, this could be somebody fucking with me. And I, I would have no idea. Tom, you don't like, you don't know the kid Leroy? That was the only one I did know. Really? Yeah. What about Wizkid? I don't know. Justin, Wi- I know Justin Bieber is featured on like half these songs. Yeah, he's a smart boy. That Justin Bieber. Yeah, he's you know he gets in there early, and uh, I told you about that that Billie Eilish uh, documentary I watched on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was like as soon as she started blowing up, he was like, "Hey." And, uh, you know, she, of course, was like a huge fan of his. And he was like, we should collaborate. That's how that's how he's staying relevant, Tim. Hey, and he ditched that weird bowl cut from 2009. (laughs) He did. He got a haircut in the last 15 years. and He doesn't look the same anymore. Smart. Yeah. Now he's he's he seems like he's uh, he's mellowed out a lot. He's married now. Nice now. Yeah, you know what? I read in the gossip pages that he's, uh, you know, that it's kind of a, a loveless marriage. Wow. Tim, but listen to the lyrics of the love songs he puts out. How could it be a loveless yeah. marriage? Plus, she they're both is hot. the sister of Alec Baldwin. She is, uh, I think, Billy Baldwin's kid? Daniel Baldwin's kid? No. What, what's what's the, the concern? Stephen Baldwin. She's the bad Baldwin's kid? I think she's Stephen Baldwin's kid. I mean, kid. all the Baldwin's are bad. <laughs> to, to be to be perfectly clear, all of them are bad, not necessarily for the same reasons. Let me see. Um, ha- Haley Baldwin Bieber. Um, Stephen bl- Baldwin. Yeah, that's what I said. He's a political act. Oh, man, he's got a... He's got a Douchebag goatee in this in this oh, picture. Nice. I mean, he was always like, he was always the douchey Baldwin. Which I mean, that's it's something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if you can uh, separate yourself from that pack. Wow. Are they? Uh, are they friends? Who? Justin Bieber and his father-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably best friends, Tim. Uh, isn't everybody best friends with their father-in-law? I mean, everybody I know. He's probably, you know, they're probably out on a fishing trip right now. Bonding. Bonding, yeah. Justin Justin Bieber's telling him how hot his daughter is. It's like, oh. I mean, Stephen Baldwin would be like, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, you ever see, like, Jose Canseco is always, like, retweeting, like, practically nude photos of his daughter and being like, yeah, "Yeah, she's hot. All right. (laughs) Um, Hey, that's called parenting. Um, (laughs) You can learn a thing or two. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I should know better than to criticize Jose Canseco's parenting. (laughs) You're, you should know better than to criticize Jose Canseco's anything. Tom. Yeah. I mean, I like Jose Canseco. He's got some out there opinions about, you know, time travel and UFOs and aliens and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) He's got some out there views about, uh, 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 a Rod, A Rod cheating on J Lo with his ex wife, I think is his claim. Hmm. I like that he was just like, uh, 
Yeah, I did steroids, and here are the names of everybody else who did steroids. <laughs> yeah. I saw them at the steroid place that we all went to take steroids. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty uh, uh, pretty funny. I mean, because like, none of those people, like, well, no. Was it Mark McGuire got in trouble? Or um, uh, like uh, Johnny Damon or like somebody, there were people that were still playing, right? That, mm-hmm. that got shit. But I mean, so that's like a little. A-Rod among them. Yeah. But if, I don't know, if, any, if you know, like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, it's like, yeah, it was obvious and they're out anyway. Like, yeah, go for it. Ruin their reputations. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, Tom. Tom loves a narc. That's that's <laughs> what we've established I, time and time again. Tom loves a hypocrite narc. <laughs> Are you saying somebody that who outs hypocrites, or somebody who is no, a hypocrite somebody who's a hypocrite narc? themselves? Who's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I did this, but guess what? So did all these other people. I mean, yeah. I think he, I think he did that. I haven't read uh, "Juiced" by Jose Canseco, but. Uh, mm. But, uh, I mean, I think he... Did. Maybe we will on this show. Oh, maybe we will. Actually, that would be a great book to read, I think. Um, I think that he did it from, like, a place of frustration with, like, all these people just, like, relentlessly claiming that they didn't do steroids when he's like, of course you did. How did... How else would you have broken all those records? <laughs> and, like between seasons put on like 50 pounds of muscle all in your shoulders and your head <laughs> yep so i uh, you know it's fine he's a good man jose canseco is a good man <laughs> yeah, we should he, have him on the show we should go to his car wash in vegas it sounds like he's there all the time signing autographs oh wow with his bikini clad daughter maybe i bet we could get jose canseco on the show Oh, I'm sure we could. On books of podcasts. I'm sure podcast. we could get him in, like, <laughs> tonight. I bet, like, there's... I mean, he frequently, like, tweets out his manager's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you have any opportunities for me, call my manager. It would probably cost us 150 bucks, but we could get him, like, uh, by the end of this episode to call in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vegas is a couple hours behind. It's still early there, and hey... Mm-hmm. From what I understand, they don't... Uh... Tom, it's freaking 9.52 here. Like, it, yeah. you think Jose Canseco's in bed by 10 p.m. You got another thing coming. He well, is... he probably doesn't even know. No no, no place in... Uh, they, they outlawed clocks in Las Vegas. No place has any yeah. clocks, even private residences. This poor it's, guy's uh... got no idea what time it is <laughs> any time of day. <laughs> they only sell non-working watches. And uh, they put uh, specialty firmware on your phones that won't uh, tell you the time. Wouldn't it be nice to live in existence where a clock was irrelevant to you? I don't know. Because anytime I'm like not looking at a clock, what what happens, you know, what they want... <laughs> What? Most of the time. But <laughs> uh, no, most of the time I am looking at a clock, Tim. I mean, honestly, most of the time <laughs> I'm looking at my... clock. I mean, most of the time I'm looking, you know, during the day I'm looking at my computer screen and there's a clock built right into it. It's one of the features. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, anytime because... Anytime you're not looking at a clock. Anytime I'm not looking at a clock, I like lose track of the time so badly and then all of a yeah. sudden i'm like oh shit what time is it what was i trying to do or it happens the other way where i'm like all right time for bed and it's like seven o'clock yeah but wouldn't it be like fine if it didn't matter you weren't trying to do anything you had no responsibilities you just put on a jimmy buffett record and uh get a plate of nachos and you know oh is it 10 a.m the 10 a.m. nacho is totally fine. It's cool. I mean, I guess if I were somewhere tropical, sure. Yeah, of course. In this scenario, we're all in somewhere <laughs> tropical. All right. Yeah, then I would like this. If I were if I were living somewhere tropical and had no worries if everything was taken care of for me, yeah, That's Tim, I, I think I would like that. 
Exactly. Wouldn't it be what I said? Wouldn't it be nice if I you mean, lived you, in existence? You posed it like you know. Wouldn't it be great if tomorrow you lost your watch and you just didn't know what time? No, it was? I said if you lived in existence where clocks didn't matter, where it didn't matter what you were doing at any time. Oh, Nobody absolutely. was asking anything of you. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, everybody's you know trying to get a piece of me. Is there anybody? That we know of that lives like clocks don't matter. I don't think so. Kanye, I, Kanye West. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, we don't really know him. No, that we know of somebody oh. that like because like Bezos, like you know, he's like so regimented, right? Like, yeah, he probably wears a uh, a watch on each wrist. Like they talk about it, like Bezos is the richest man in the world and whatever, mm-hmm. but like I wouldn't trade lives. His lives, his life seems like it sucks. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like all the anybody who's like a billionaire, their life is just like wall to wall meetings, and then when they do take like a vacation, a they're not really taking a vacation, you know they're they're yeah. always uh, available, but then it also seems like it's like you know I got to cram in a million things, you know uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is like you gotta get a video of me. Riding this surfboard, holding an American flag, so I can post it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's just having a managed that, and then you also need security because a lot of people are like trying to kill you. Yeah. Um. Do you think? I mean, does like Richard Branson do a lot of shit, or do you think he's at the point where it's like, eh, I'm just gonna like you know mess around now? I think he's he's a different breed because I think he was originally motivated by like I I just want to uh, shag birds and a, a good way to shag birds is to get really rich. Yeah, I remember when they thawed him out from the ice from the nineteen sixties. <laughs> yeah, very uh, bad teeth and a hairy chest. You just want no, to shag that's, birds. That's how they all talk, Tom. Where yeah. do you think they got the Austin Powers catchphrases from? People like Richard Branson. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's like one. I mean, you know, part of it's just a very carefully curated uh, public persona, right? But he does seem like one of the few people, one of the few billionaires that's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like as much effort as I put into making all this money to spend all this money. Like, remember when he kept trying to uh, ride a balloon around the world? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, he tried it like a bunch of times. It kept (laughs) failing, but it was like, all right, well, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But every time he got back uh, down to land. Right. And there was a, a bunch of birds, birds. waiting for him. <laughs> right. But a lot of times they were like uh, cockatiels. And he was like, yeah. these these aren't the bloody birds that I asked for. I don't know. For. He's into that, too. He's really, he's really he's progressive. Like, I said these birds and some other birds. Real birds. Yeah. But we all think, oh, he's a failure because his balloon gambit fails. But really, it was just a... Just a way, a way to, to attract uh, birds. Yeah. You just wanted to brag to those birds. birds look of how, all kinds, look how um, high I flew. Land birds or women in the UK. <laughs> and real birds where he could, where he's sailing in a, in yeah, a, in a, in a balloon. and whatnot. Yeah, but that's why, he's, that's why he's trying to get up in the balloon. Yeah. Uh, do you think maybe it was just a misunderstanding? Where he was like, "Look, I only got into kind. this business to get the birds," and they were like, "Well, you gotta, you gotta start flying around in a balloon." It's like nah, I'll do he's, anything. He likes it all. He's um, a randy one. <laughs> he says, "Oh, <laughs> behave." <laughs> but I mean, like you know, every everybody talks about, including us. You know, the the billionaire space race nowadays. You know, we mm-hmm. we've got both Bezos and Branson. But I think like uh, that's kind of undercutting Richard Branson a little bit because I think he was kind of the original, not obviously not the original. I'm sure like the you know the Rockefellers like tied themselves to train tracks or whatever people did back then for a thrill. (laughs) 
They but were he, probably flagpole sitting. Oh boy. <laughs> you think in like the nineteen twenties there was just like a uh a billionaire race who could build the biggest flagpole and sit on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they did for kicks. That's how they got their jollies. Uh but I but I feel like, you know, Be- this is Bezos uh first uh like like all right, I built, you know, the biggest company you could ever imagine and now now I want to go to space. Like now I'm going to quit that and devote you know, uh, my, uh, I, I quit that. I divorced my wife. Now I just want to focus on space where it's like Richard Branson at least was doing like wacky shit all the time while mm-hmm. running businesses. Yeah. He seems like a, he seems fun. I mean, they're all maniacs and shouldn't exist. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Tom, speaking of maniacs, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Danny DeVito are pulling a scheme that is uh, a little harebrained, if you ask me. So they they have appeared in this book now. The book's getting very, uh, it's like breaking the I fourth wish. wall. <laughs> See, okay, this is the thing. We talked a lot about um, novelizations of movies last week. Uh-huh. Um, and part, like, I imagine there are some novelizations like i've only read this one mm-hmm. uh the novelization of the good son when i was in <laughs> fourth right. grade or fifth grade and i wasn't allowed to see an r-rated movie mm. and uh very recently the novelizations of home alone one and two um so this is my first non macaulay culkin based novelization that i'm reading okay um but um there has to be some that are like based on movies that aren't a series of like visual gags <laughs> that that are like star vehicles yeah right like i mean i remember you know i i talked about the back to the future part three novelization that i read i remember that being i mean i'm sure if i looked at it now i'd be like oh this isn't that long but i remember that book being longer than most novelizations Right. I mean, maybe that. But that I guess that st- that movie is still a series of like essentially comic and action set pieces. Yeah, but it's right? like, but there's a lot of plot. Like, there's a lot of like explaining what they're trying to do, why they're trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the 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 woman who wrote this book, Leonore Fleischer, wrote mm-hmm. a whole bunch. She was named like the de- she was nicknamed the Den Mother of. Uh, the uh, novelization authors, and th- this was in the book of novel, the book on novelization that you also uh, perused. Yes, um, and she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked for a publishing company um, as like uh, uh, like a, an editor. She were, she worked for like a you know of real books, right? And then uh, she did this on the side pump, because pump she was these a single out on mother. The side. Yeah. And, um, and so they would did... only hire single mothers to do this? <laughs> Apparently at the time. <laughs> um, she, uh, uh, so anyway, she, she did things like, uh, she did Scorpio. Oh, the, the, who's that, Al Pacino? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did Superfly. Okay. Uh, so, like, I imagine these, that she did the original, the 1976 version, not the original, of A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. She did these under super, uh, super pseudonyms, like Mike <laughs> Root and Alexander Edwards. Um, but, like, I imagine, yeah, like, if you're reading the Scorpio, novelization of Superfly, you don't want to be like, Lenore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she also did Fame and Annie. Okay. Uh, I mean, those make more sense because those are like net? more kid focused. Yeah. I don't know. Heaven Can Wait, she did. So, like, I imagine some of these are like, can be more like novels. But, mm-hmm. like, Junior, Tom, this is like, we're getting to the part. Did you read, you read uh, Ben Garant and Thomas Lennon's book about writing movies, right? Yes. Well, it was, it's like writing movies for fame and profit or something. For fun and profit. Fun but and then profit. they cross out 
fun. Besides <laughs> yeah. just writing movies for profit. It's very a great funny. book for anybody out there looking looking to read like a like a book. I mean, literally, like it says, like these move. You know, they wrote. Uh, I guess their big one was uh, Night at the Museum. Yeah, that, and its sequels. Yeah, and, and it's. I mean, they wrote a ton of other movies, but like that was like a. I think like their biggest one. Yeah, and what they wrote were like movie star vehicles mm-hmm. that were big family comedies yeah. that were like high concept and that's what junior is right mm-hmm. and this book was all about like how to do that and they're like you're not gonna write good movies if you read this book but we'll know we'll teach you how to structure like movies that will make a lot of money yeah and this was before uh superhero movies became the only <laughs> movies <laughs> that make a lot of money yeah um, and they talk about like the structure and it's just like the setup, the introduction of the characters and the stakes. Mm. And then for all these movies, they have a section where it's like, and then like, you know, 45 minutes in or 45 pages into the screenplay mm-hmm. is a section called fun and games. Mm-hmm. And that's where you've established the premise. You've established the characters. Yeah. And now you have a bunch of comic set pieces that like capitalize on everything. Yeah. That you've this, this is also in uh, 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 save the cat. Right. That's and it's one. before it's before like the real conflict comes in at the end of like right. act two that like sets up. The... It's like you're 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 paying off what the premise is. You know, mm-hmm. the premise of this is what if Arnold Schwarzenegger got pregnant? So it's like, yeah, I don't want all just uh, drama here. I want like a fun middle part where I get to laugh at the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger exactly. being pregnant. And so that's why they call it fun and games. And yeah. that's the section that um, I started with. Do you remember where we left off last time? Uh, he was uh, pregnant. Yeah. Th- and things had like kind of fallen apart for them, right? He secretly kept the pregnancy going, even though right. he was supposed to stop taking the drug. Yeah. Um, and then Danny DeVito found out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, yeah decided to keep it and he he got attached to it and he liked being pregnant and he liked that he was glowing Uh and he was excited and he felt attached to the baby which he has been uh thinking of name it uh he's like it's junior the name is junior i just know Uh so anyway this also is a section where now he knows it's a boy no because it actually winds up being a girl oh a girl named junior huh yeah who cares well, thanks a lot for the spoiler, Tim. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> I know. So anyway, this is also, I think these fun and games might be problematic. Um, in, in our, it's like, right, is so, it just, it's a bunch of hate crimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Uh, no, it's, so he moves in with, he moves back in with Danny DeVito's character. Oh and like, boy, I bet that leads to some hijinks. He's like laying low, right? Because he can't mm-hmm. go out because he's starting to show and nobody can know. And especially not Emma Thompson, who they stole the egg from, but also who uh, Arnold started falling in love with last right. week. Um, so anyway, he starts watching soap operas. <laughs> he's reading Ladies Home Journal. He's eating a lot of double stuff Oreos. Um He's he's vacuuming, uh, and then he he's getting upset when Danny DeVito doesn't come home for <laughs> dinner, and he's like, "Fine, I guess I'll have to eat dinner." Uh, alone. This sounds like a lot of fun. And this is also something where it's like, you can tell, you know, as set pieces in a film, they're mm-hmm. just like, just imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, doing all this, right? Right. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger like, as a pregnant housewife. What could be funnier? Exactly. Just like last week when they had the dream sequence of Arnold as a, as a little baby saying, <laughs> Mama, right? Like, they're just like... By the going. way, when I was making the uh, the artwork for uh, mm-hmm. for this podcast, uh, one of those pictures came up in, uh, in the image search, and yeah. now I can't sleep. <laughs> it was terrifying. And now, mind you, I've seen Arnold get his face mask cracked on the surface of Mars and seeing what happens there. And this yeah, was scary. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, so 
Emma Thompson, her mm-hmm. name I think is Diana. They told her that he has some rare Austrian disease through some <laughs> convoluted thing. Where and that's what like, makes him so strong. <laughs> no, that's why he's like, oh, and we gain weight. And uh, I have to do these things. Uh, like I have to take these drugs so I don't gain weight. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's speed. And, yeah. And then she comes over and he just like stares at her chest the whole time and acts all horny. And like, <laughs> hey, <she's>, what? <laughs> And she's just like, is everything okay? Are you looking at my chest? And she's like, and like, but then she apparently likes it and they almost have sex. But then Danny DeVito's pregnant ex-wife comes in. Rhea Perlman. Ruins the, the, I wish, it it might very well be made by Uh, Rhea Perlman. I guess you don't know. They don't, they don't call that out specifically in the, uh. No. Novelization. No, it might be Pamela Reed. Pamela who, Anderson. Uh, who starred in Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Was she the uh the, the love interest or the no, other she was, cop? She was the other cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Tough as nails. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh Arnold and uh Danny DeVito's ex wife kind of bond. Mm-hmm. But like Oh, over Arnold's him. A, over like he, he's such a slob. Well, no, she she's pregnant, and oh. so like she's like ah, oh, and like they both get pains at the same time, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Uh, oh, sympathy pains." <laughs> okay, um, I was gonna say at no point she did she ask any questions about what how a man got pregnant. No, 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 because she still doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another scene where he has to buy clothes at the big and tall store mm. and then they go to the grocery store him and danny devito and this is what uh leonore uh wrote wrote about their trip to the grocery store oh boy can't wait alex which is arnold's name mm-hmm. in the movie uh wasn't only eating for two he was eating for 200 oh boy and then for almost a full page, this is this is how she's Just padding a, a the book. Full, a full page of fat shaming. No, she well, kind of. She, <laughs> so she just lists things like uh, Danny DeVito mm-hmm. is trying to shop for healthy things for Arnold. Right, yeah. Uh, Larry shopped carefully. Fresh fruit, low-fat yogurt, salad greens, chicken breasts, orange juice, salmon steaks, everything to ensure good nutrition. Alex Arnold... Mm-hmm trailed after him throwing his supplementary choices into the shopping cart ring dings oreos <laughs> devil dogs count chocolate count chocula cereal cocoa puffs to mix with the count chocolate chocula i can't say chocula today um hershey chocolate syrup to dribble drizzle over the mixed cereals and while standing in line to check out Alex added packages of beef jerky strips and Reese's peanut butter cups from the impulse purchase for action it's like it's like a full freaking page of uh well, the, all, all of them Food. paid for product placement, Tim. Yeah. I almost fell for that the other day. I was I was staying in the checkout line, and uh, they had, like, little uh, beef jerkies, little Slim Jims, and they were only 33 cents. When's the last time you've seen anything that's only 33 cents? Yeah, you shouldn't buy anything for, like, screws at the hardware store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what... Hey, this food is the same <laughs> same price as one screw. <laughs> well, that's what ultimately I was like, I shouldn't buy something just because it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was, like, I don't know, maybe two bites worth of uh, Slim Jim. Yeah. Slim Jims um, are good, though. I don't know. I haven't had one ever. I've never had a Slim Jim. Really? I've never had beef jerky. Yeah. Uh, Randy, the Macho Man Savage, never convinced you to snap into a Slim Jim? You know what happened once? <laughs> when I was like six years old, mm. I was uh, in a deli with like a friend and their parents or whatever, <laughs> and they were a big beef jerky family <laughs> and got a Slim Jim. And I always just assumed that they it was got chocolate. One, one for the whole family. No, they would. They like uh, one they for a, everybody. They were a Slim Jim family, is what I said. Okay. And was they this got me Randy one. the Macho Man Savage, uh, his uh, wife Elizabeth, and their child? <laughs> no, 
Um, Miss I, Elizabeth, I, I believe uh, he called her. Well, at that point, it was Mrs. Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Elizabeth Savage. Um, I always assumed from the color that they were chocolate. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, the Macho Man Savage. <laughs> You thought, uh, thought you thought was, Slim Jims were chocolate, and somehow yeah. that didn't make you even more interested. No, I was interested, oh, I see. and I opened it up, and I took a bite, and could you imagine expecting <laughs> chocolate and getting beef? Just like the saltiest beef you could ever imagine. Yeah, I almost barfed. I was like, oh, what is this? And then I just never went back. I spit it out. Uh, Slim Jims are good, but like you can't imagine a more processed food. <laughs> yeah. Um. And like regular beef jerky, regular, that's the problem. Regular beef jerky is also good, but it's super expensive because like decent beef is expensive. It should be. <laughs> um, and then also like decent beef, you shouldn't dehydrate and salt until it turns into like shoe leather. Yeah. But these hmm. maniacs do it. And then Slim Jim came along and they were like, what if we just took like uh cows cows bones and ground them up and we sold that as a product and then uh it could be just be very very cheap. And hey, they're still like cow bones, I guess. They're still kicking. No, nah, I mean, I guess it's it's meat or skin or something cuz it's soft. But uh I don't know what part Eyelids. it is. I mean, eyelids and assholes. Yeah, it's got it. I don't even think it's assholes. I think assholes probably cost too much. It's probably, uh, I don't know what the hell it is. So he also uh, buys tabloids, like Star and the Inquirer. Right, because he's, he's he like goes, a woman now. And he goes, what? I like the horoscopes. Oh, I see. Right, because he's yeah. like a woman now. You know, women with their horoscopes, apparently. They got to know what's coming up for the next week. Um, Do you remember Barnes, like the dean who is like yes. suspicious of them? He shows up at Danny DeVito's house because he like knows something's up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they bumble through a bunch of lies like, oh, I bet you're wondering why we're living together. I bet you're wondering why blah, blah, blah. And like, I bet that's And is he like funny. hiding his belly and stuff? Yeah, and again, this is, I think, the fun and games section of the movie mm-hmm. where they're just like, oh, uh, you know, uh, um, must be nice in a movie. Um, <laughs> actually, Leonor, in this book about um, about novelizations that I uh, that I read, talks about how um, it's so much easier in a movie to just gloss over details that, like, you know, would take you out of the like. The, yeah, it's much easier to to deal with jumps in logic. Right, where it's like, well, like well, Danny I, DeVito lets Barnes into his home, mm-hmm. even though like it's a guy that like they have no affiliation with anymore. Like he, yeah, you know, he fired Arnold. Like Danny DeVito never worked for the guy. He's just a guy mm-hmm. that just like showed up at Danny DeVito's house. He's like, let me come in. And Danny DeVito's like, uh, I guess I have to let you. But in the movie, you know, he can like just kind of barge in or whatever, right. you know? Well, and also in movies, a lot of times like this, this part of the movie at least wraps up with like a fun montage set to music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, there's no way to just like, get out of a scene and just be like, well, everything probably turned out fine there. We won't tell you exactly how, but yeah. like, well, like on to the next funny thing. I'm but thinking if you just of... stopped a scene that had momentum in a novel, right. where it's just like, wait, he we left when this guy was in the bathroom and they were out there like scheming. Yeah. He would have like come out and, and found them out. But like in a movie, you could just do that. You could just yeah, skip the next it, scene. It's hard to do montages in books. Yeah. But like I'm thinking of uh that movie I haven't seen it in a while, but uh Baby Mama with uh Tina Fey and uh Amy Poehler. Um, Amy Poehler. Like there's that just popped into my head because it's another like pregnancy movie. And like I remember there being like a montage that's basically like all right, we're done with like the early part of the pregnancy, but a pregnancy lasts nine months. <laughs> 
So we're going to do like a musical montage to now get to, you know, she's eight months pregnant or whatever. And there's, again, going to be like a lot of skips in logic where it's like, well, it's not a skip in logic because or the logic's not flawed because we didn't show you what happened. (laughs) Yeah. And in a normal novel, I feel like you can just skip and just be like, okay, and then nine months later, like we're Mm -hmm. throwing you in here. But when that's five minutes of a movie, right? Like you have to include that in the book, otherwise, like you're gonna have to like put well, something else in to pad it out. The parts that are probably in the trailer that people are buying the books yeah. to read about. Exactly. Want that fun and games? It's mm-hmm. always the fun and games. I need to find out how Arnold wound up in a dress. Yeah, oh, well, Tom, let me yeah, tell Although you. it's uh, we're probably not there yet. No. So Danny DeVito is still uh depressed about his ex-wife he wants her back. Mm-hmm. And she's pregnant and he she's and Arnold pregnant finds, with his child or no? No, you'll remember this in a moment. Okay. Arnold finds him throwing darts at an Aerosmith poster. Oh, right. Of course. Um because uh and they said it hit the bassist. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, is that, is maybe that why this book was so hard to find because the the basis of Aerosmith sued them into oblivion. No, because then Arnold was like, "Which guy was it?" And uh, he's like, "It doesn't matter. I don't even know." Wow. Um. Let's see. Sounds Brad like- Whitford. Okay. Sure. No, he's he's the rhythm guitarist. Uh-huh. Tom Hamilton? Oh, yeah, the guy that kind of looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, well, then then he's got a lot of reasons to be upset. He looks like Frankenstein found a... Uh, Guitar. <laughs> a Garth wig from... Uh, <laughs> he's got, like, bangs. Nice. I mean, if you're an Aerosmith, you can have bangs if you want. Yeah. So it's implied, but anyway, um, Arnold uh, was like, "Oh, should I should I stay and be a good friend?" But I'm supposed to go on a date with Emma Thompson, right? She's mm-hmm. back in the mix, right? And uh, just then, Danny DeVito's wife barges in, not Rhea Perlman, probably mm-hmm. the girl from kin- the woman from Kindergarten Cop, right? Um, and she's just like, "Ah, freaking out about something." And then Arnold's like, "Cool, I'm gonna get out of here." He goes on. A date with Emma Thompson. Guess what? He eats a lot, and they describe how much food he eats, and it's a ton. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, a regular Arnold Schwarzenegger would eat a lot. Now, do you remember the egg that that Danny DeVito stole? He stole from Emma Thompson, but didn't tell Arnold that he did that. Yeah, but I forgot how it was Emma Thompson's. She's she's doing like research on fertility and stuff, and she's like, using her own eggs. That seems unethical. Well, no, we didn't know that. Ah. It was just a refrigerator with a bunch of eggs, and Ah. uh, Danny DeVito stole one named Mm. Junior. And remember that, because she's like, you've been acting weird, and like you need to come clean, tell me what's going on. Mm. And he's about to tell her, and he's like, well, why don't you tell me She doesn't know he's pregnant? No. She thinks he has this weird Austrian disease where he gets fat. I thought he did have an Austrian disease where he got fat. I thought this was like a B-plot, another thing he had to deal with. (laughs) No. uh, This movie's freaking... (laughs) This book, I'm sorry, is complicated enough. Unnecessarily complicated enough. Tim, if I I found out you read the movie and didn't... uh, Watch the movie and didn't read the book, I'll uh, pummel you into a paste... I'm still pissed that um, he like didn't get pregnant because of some mishap in the lab, <laughs> right? Yeah, shouldn't it be like, oh my god, I'm pregnant? Like, I mean, I, I guess that was... it makes more sense. I mean, not like it makes any sense, but none of this makes any sense. You might as well make it wacky. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you might as well have him like accidentally get stabbed with uh with like the the syringe and they'd be like oh well surely that wouldn't work yeah anyway um he's like first you got to tell me something about your like let's Mm -hmm. let's like be trustful of each other or whatever and she's like uh all right my secret is that like uh 
uh, I'm doing this research, uh, and uh, one of the eggs that I'm using is actually one of my own because I've always wanted a, a kid, uh-huh. and it was labeled Junior. And like Arnold was like, wait, oh, that, no. blah, blah, blah. and like he puts two and two together, and he's like, oh no, Danny DeVito stole this from her and uh, her. I'm, I'm having pregnant her baby. with those ladies' baby. Yeah, and uh, then he gets faint and runs out of the 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 restaurant without telling her his secret. Was there sperm involved in this? Yeah, his sperm. Remember, he went into the masturbatorium oh, and came right, out faster course. than Danny DeVito expected him to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't wait um, to watch that part. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cut back to Danny DeVito and his wife. Turns out um, the father of Angela, his wife's baby, mm-hmm. is not anybody from Aerosmith, but mm. their personal trainer who is on tour with Aerosmith. Ah, wow. She was really making the rounds on the store, it sounds like. I mean, it was, no, that was the only one. She just, she was Oh, I thought she told him, like. She was like, I don't know where the father is. He's mm -hmm. either in Europe or Asia. And Danny DeVito was like, how do you not know? And she's like, I don't know where Aerosmith is on tour right Ah, now. Ah, I see. Um, so whatever. And then Angela catches, uh. Danny DeVito like looking at Arnold's baby bump. Do you think she said that to make Danny DeVito think it was a member of Aerosmith? Shit, Tom, shut up. (laughs) We're moving forward. I know. I don't want the end of the story spoiled before I watch the movie. (laughs) I mean, that's fine, but like, (laughs) um, no. Listen to this sentence. So Mm -hmm. she walks in. Danny DeVito is looking at uh. Arnold Schwarzenegger's baby bump mm-hmm. and describes it uh, <laughs> like this. She looked at Alex's, that's that's, uh, that's Arnold. Arnold. Mm-hmm. She looked at Alex's big bulging belly. She looked again at the shit-eating, blissful, gap-tooth grin on the big dweeb's face. <laughs> wow. Do you think Arnold read this and was like, no, she was I'm going like, to find Leonore like Fleischer and kick the shit out of her. Yeah, she was like this 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 muscle head isn't going to read any books. Yeah. You think Arnold Schwarzenegger reads any books? Uh no, I, I think he does. He read Sapiens. But like he <laughs> he doesn't read like novels. No, I was going to say I I picture him as a big non-fiction reader. Probably yeah. like probably like a lot of uh like American guys his age, like probably real into like World War II history and stuff. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, Tom, I'm just going to blow through this stuff. She faints when they tell her that he's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she faints. And again, in books, in real books, people don't just faint as like a like a cheap way to like end a way a scene to get them out of the yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because like nobody faints in real life when they see something that like, oh, my God, I'm so surprised. I just faint. No, that doesn't happen. Um, happens to me a lot, Tim. You don't spend enough time around me. I faint once or (laughs) twice a week. (laughs) I faint at surprise once or twice a week. I pulled a very, uh, Tom move. I stopped taking notes because I was too engrossed in this. Um, anyway, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying reading. (laughs) Barnes finds out, is Barnes? Yeah. Barnes finds out, like he puts two and two together, just like, uh, everybody else in the book. Mm-hmm. slash movie it's like oh arnold's pregnant um arnold tells enma thompson in some convoluted way and he's oh wait yeah and she gets so pissed mm-hmm. um she's like that's my baby you stole blah, yeah. blah, blah. and like that she, she that's fair she's got a legitimate um, gripe yeah so everybody knows at this point and barnes is like this is great like this is actually like the best research that's ever been done here. A man is pregnant. That's never happened before. Yeah, they'll have to publish my paper now. Yeah, and he tries to grab Arnold and be like, okay, you're university property now. Like, we're taking... And so, like, Arnold oh, runs good away. good luck. And so Danny DeVito's like, I know where to bring you. And they bring him up, like, to the Bay Area somewhere. I don't know. And... uh to uh, a, a home for unwed mothers. 
There's another reason why he can't uh, make this, this movie. So, so here's where he's wearing a disguise. Yeah, so he has to dress in a wig and a dress and be like, hello, I'm uh, Alexandra. <laughs> right? Nice. He, Danny DeVito leaves him there, and Danny DeVito goes to like meet with the pharmaceutical guys. He's like, we got all the stuff. Like, Let's close yeah. this deal. Barnes is after him. He can't find him. Arnold's trying to get in touch with Emma Thompson. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Please come give me a call back. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. I love you, all this stuff. Um, meanwhile, he's going to pregnancy yoga oh, and hanging out with all these ladies at the unwed mother's uh, yeah, he's, pr- the he's probably uh, making a lot of friends. And also, it must be hilarious on film. <laughs> <laughs> In a book, it's just like, all right, it's whatever. <laughs> Um, then, uh, <laughs> then he starts to have like, oh, then Emma Thompson comes mm-hmm. and, uh, she forgives him and she's like, oh, we're going to have a baby together, blah, blah, nice. blah. Now she's in love with him and they're both in love. And she's like, now we have to go, like, I can't believe, uh, you're going to have my baby. Well, I'm about to have a baby with a, with a man and we've never made love. And, uh, so they go to his room and have sex. Um, <laughs> And then she leaves, and then the baby gets wrapped up in Arnold Schwarzenegger's intestines, and (laughs) it's time for the C-section, but Danny DeVito's still closing the deal, so Arnold's calling him and being like, you gotta come down, we gotta figure out who's gonna give you a C-section. Yeah, because I can't go to a regular hospital. (laughs) Yeah, and also, like, uh, he's like, this is... This is all like wrapped up in my guts. I'm going to die and the baby's going to die. Yeah. So Danny DeVito rushes down. Um, and uh, they, all right. So Barnes is like just waiting and he's like, mm. Barnes gets word that he's coming back. Mm. And uh, he's like, okay. And so he gets the president of the university and like all this press and stuff. And he's like, the first pregnant man. We're going to watch him give birth. And it's all the university. And they're driving Arnold back, and Arnold's like, "I'm gonna die." And uh, they're like, "Oh no!" And they're they're bringing him to the fertility clinic that uh, Danny DeVito runs. Right. And another guy's gonna do the C-section, the guy that mm-hmm. he tried to send his ex-wife to. And they pull up, and uh, Barnes is there with the president of the university and everybody, and it's a big media circus. And like, who gets out of the car? Danny DeVito's wife. Oh, I thought you were going to say the the T-1000. I wish. That would have been quite a twist. And they pulled a switcheroo. Oh, I see. To divert attention. And so Barnes is just like, no, I swear it was a pregnant man. I swear this is a man. Yeah. Um, And then the the president of the university fires him on the spot um and then uh leonor comes in by now you are no doubt wondering what happened to our hero dr alexander s and why he wasn't in larry's car where is he how is he how is junior what the hell is going on y'all have to watch the movie to find out (laughs) i wish the explanation (laughs) is simple and then she explained that they like did a switcheroo but then, uh, now you know this isn't going to be easy. You know that the back entrance is going to be locked tight. All the custodians have been sent home. You know that Diana and Alex are going to have to drag themselves up the narrow ladder outside the fire escape steps. All the while, Alex will be suffering excruciating contractions. So, like, yeah, you know, she she explains stuff in a, in a fairly novel way, I guess. Mm. And also just, like... You know this is a movie, so like there's going to be set pieces <laughs> that aren't going to translate. So like, let's get past this. Well, yeah, let, um, let's blow past them. Arnold and Danny DeVito's ex-wife give birth at the same time. Mm, beautiful. Arnold by C-section. Yeah, and then uh, Danny DeVito's wife has a uh, ex-wife has a boy. Arnold has a girl. Well, well you um, didn't say what kind of birth she had. Natural birth. Tom. Okay, they specified it. Yeah. Did she uh, get an epidural? I think so. All right. Good. Now I know everything. Yeah. And then they raise their kids together. And uh, Danny DeVito's ex-wife is like, ah, you're, you'll be the father. And they get back together. And they raise the kids together. And then guess what? It ends with 
a, a tease for twins too. The new twins, these boys. And now Junior, which they named the little girl. Yeah. Uh, yells towards uh, Arnold and Emma Thompson, Mama, and at the both at the same time they both say yes. I see. I mean, he, he's still the father. Yeah. <laughs> Getting pregnant didn't make him into a woman. I don't know. You'll have to see the movie. That's true. Maybe it'll get very graphic. Yeah. Well. Leonor said. Uh, and now this is supposed to be a quote. true story. Her famous quote is today's novelizations or tomorrow's birdcage liners. Oh, well, that's not very complimentary of her profession. No. <laughs> well, so why would that, you uh, line a birdcage with a with a mass market novel? <laughs> Get a newspaper. They got yeah, bigger I pages. I don't know. She also uh, she also did flatliners in The Fisher King and Rain Man. Okay. I mean, staying alive. I mean, all of those are like, you know, those are more uh, like mature movies. So I feel like those have a better chance of somebody misguidedly thinking, oh, this is the book that movie was based on. Like if you told me Flatliners is based on a book, I'd be like, oh, I, I didn't know that. But I don't think you're lying to me. Well, you always think people are lying to you. For <laughs> exactly. No so if I don't think somebody's lying to me, then you know you've passed the test. Hmm. Anyway, are you going to watch this movie? Yeah, of course I'm going to watch this movie. I've been dying to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I in no way want to watch this movie. I feel like I've uh, when you read a novelization of a movie that <laughs> seems to be pretty faithful to it right i feel like i've watched this movie 15 times already (laughs) well yeah if you're if you're reading the novelization of a bad movie and it's taking you excuse me like four or five hours to read that novel yeah yeah, you're you're done with the story yeah and also it makes me like it's funny like you know Mm -hmm. everything that they're setting up you know exactly how it's going to pay off. Like as right. soon as yeah, Emma Thompson no big enters, twists. you're like, okay, she and Arnold are going to fall in love right. and it's going to be her baby somehow. I mean, not um, not even as soon as she enters. You know it from the poster. Yeah. Or the cover um, of the book in this case. Also, So like my question is... Mm-hmm. Why were they making movies like this? Or why do they make any movies where it's just like every every movie, every blockbuster movie, you know 90% of what's going to happen just based on the trailer and yeah. the... Is it just that it's comforting? I mean, I guess that's fine. Well, I, I mean, also, oh, when did this come out? 94? Yeah, probably about that. Um, I don't know. Shit was boring in back then. <laughs> It was like, ah, eh, let's go to the movies, see Junior. <laughs> I don't know. There were a ton of great movies that came out in 1994. But maybe they weren't all at the box office at the same time. And what about for people that had seen all the great movies? And they were well, just thirsty for more. So now you're going to watch a bad movie? I mean, when we were teenagers, Tim, we would go see bad movies all the time because... There was nothing to do otherwise. So it's like, all right, well, we can go here, pay, you know, a few bucks and have something to do for an hour and a half. When do you think Junior came out? I said 94. No, but what month? Oh, uh, July. No. Yeah, I thought it was a summer film as well. A summer it was blockbuster. A Thanksgiving film. It was ah, uh, November 23rd. Mm-hmm. So... The other movies that came out that week were um, A Low Down Dirty Shame, starring mm-hmm. Keenan Ivory Wayans, uh, Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle. I've literally never heard of that. 
the page master i think that was a macaulay Culkin that was movie. a macaulay like the yeah. last one where that was like, the animated one yeah and i think they're like all right this boy's done <laughs> we had to, um in fatherland which i don't know what that uh, is so there wasn't much and then I've, like, I've seen a low down dirty shame but yeah it, I, not that feels like time. an hbo yeah movie. yeah um but around the, this time double mm-hmm. dragon was out mary shelley's frankenstein yeah interview with the vampire stinkers. was out which well, you watched that was good the santa claus miracle on 34th street leon the professional mm. star trek generations but guess what tom you know what came out two weeks after this what your favorite movie disclosure it's <laughs> not my favorite movie we should read and watch disclosure for the we should do a michael crichton book well, uh, yeah i mean we, maybe yeah. disclosure or rising sun about how sometimes <laughs> japanese woman, businessmen are evil no no disclosure is about oh maybe ma- most of the time the women are the ones doing the se- sexual harassment yeah sometimes Man, sometimes they're Michael the ones Crichton had some really <laughs> atrocious <laughs> politics yeah and he also thought it was wrong to bring dinosaurs back yeah when nothing could be further from the truth bring them back dumb i and, say dumb and dumber was a december release oh wow that but what didn't that come out like the same year as like the mask and ace ventura yeah, yeah. Where it was just like, was like the biggest year. We, yeah, for we got to get these ever. Jim yeah. Carrey movies out, baby. Yeah. While, while the all iron's great. hot. Um, I mean, all three of those, yeah. Um, I mean, they're some, like, despite, like, even without the, uh, like, transphobic bullshit from uh, Ace Ventura. Mm. Like, Ace Ventura, like, <laughs> it's, it's the funny parts aren't that funny. It's just like, <laughs> all right, this is an annoying man being annoying. <laughs> like, it was cool when we were 12. <laughs> exactly. Um, I but mean, that... Dumb that, and Dumber and The Mask are still good. Uh, but that makes sense that this was a Thanksgiving movie because, I mean, the other thing is... You know, the, well, I guess this genre has kind of been like supplanted by uh, hero, superhero movies and stuff. But, you know, it used to be like a big uh, market. Hey, we got a family friendly movie on Thanksgiving or on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Here's something the whole family can enjoy. And it has to be like a very uh, obvious hook. And in this case, what if Arnold Schwarzenegger got pregnant? Yeah. I'm in. You can see him as a pregnant man. You can see him as a baby. You can see him in drag. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, that was like, I don't know. Then it's like, oh, there's something for everyone. Yeah. Forrest Gump came out that year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Forrest Gump wasn't really a family movie, but I think think a lot of families probably went and saw it. I went and saw it with my family. The whole family went and saw it. I did too. Did did you ever see, like, the only, here are the three movies I can remember, like, like, my mom, my dad, me, my brother went and saw Dances with Wolves, (laughs) Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. And the third one is The Man Without a Face, uh, starring <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> Whereas like Mel Gibson was like a man oh, accused yeah, yeah. of being a pedophile or something. Yeah, and like half his face was burned. Yeah. I think yeah. because like they got him for being a pedophile. <laughs> no, I don't think that's eventually how the movie ended. <laughs> um but I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, that yeah. that was a big movie at the time. It was, uh, I'm not sure why we chose those three movies. Yeah, his face was all fucked up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing Home Alone with my family. Uh, yeah, I think my parents would switch off for like, yeah, movies I was, that I was were like for kids. I was going to say, I, I think I remember both my parents being at that one, but otherwise, yeah, it was like, 
Well, and also like at that time, I had a brother who's—I mean, I still have him. He's six years younger. Um, so, like, I don't know, a movie that I would want to see when I was like eight or nine. It was like, eh, he's gonna like cause a problem, probably. <laughs> and, and vice versa, like they would take him to see movies where I was like, "That's a baby movie. I don't want to go to that." Maybe so so then the uh, so then the other parent would have to like stay home with me. Yeah. I just remember the one time my mom took me and a friend to see the Jetsons movie. Mm-hmm. I remember asleep. seeing that in the theater. I think my yeah. mom fell asleep during that too. And me, an idiot, like seven years old or whatever, uh-huh. didn't realize that my mom was like blissfully Bored. sleeping in the <laughs> air conditioning in the summer yeah and i nice, woke her up dark I like, room yeah woke her up like you're missing the movie <laughs> i'll catch you up yeah i mean i'll tell you anytime i've fallen asleep in a movie theater it's pretty nice it's pretty nice to sleep in a movie theater yeah it's like a good sleeping environment yeah it's expensive to Although one time this guy was asleep in front of me at the at a 4DX movie and I thought he was dead because he he was so soundly asleep. He was getting thrown all over like a fucking rag doll. His limbs were like, yeah. (laughs) It really was. Like I I I was like, this guy's about to slide off this chair because the chair's going nuts. The the water's been pouring from the roof. This the chair's all slippery now. All right. On that note, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to your assessment of Junior next week. The motion picture um, based yeah. on the novelization. Yeah, I feel like uh, we did good this time, Tom. At least we're, you know what? At least we're not reading a book by OJ. It, yeah, it, it's a low bar, but we sailed right over it. Yeah. Maybe uh, we get a Crichton book here and we can just have a, a despicable man. Uh, yeah. Maybe that'll be the next poll. We'll put up a bunch of uh, Michael Crichton Sphere. books. Sphere. Sphere, Jurassic Park, uh, Rising Sun, Disclosure. Congo. Uh, co- oh, boy. Congo's such a good movie. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. There it is. You heard it here first, folks. Michael <laughs> Crichton. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a patron. We love you very much. And we will see you next week. Toodaloo.